Hello there, and welcome to the Take Care Tips podcast. I'm Jennifer Ankoviak. I'm a self-care and wellness advocate, and I created this weekly podcast to give you easy self-care solutions that are going to help you take better care of yourself while you're taking care of others. We'll cover a whole variety of topics here, And at the end of each episode, I'll give you a little take 10 with Jen tip. That's a self-care action plan that you can accomplish in 10 minutes or less. And it will help you to realize that spending even just a few little minutes on yourself can bring you big positive results. If you're coming back to spend a little time here, thank you so much. And welcome if you're a new listener. Love having you here. Starting this podcast to help others with real-life self-care is something that's been on my heart for a long time. I was a family caregiver, and I learned how easy it is to be consumed by other responsibilities and let your own care slip to the back burner. If you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, if you're not eating healthy, if you're not getting regular exercise, you're not getting quality sleep each night, you know what I'm talking about, and you are somebody who could really benefit from devoting some time to yourself to take better care of you. On this podcast, I'll also share information that will help you to bust through barriers to self-care, things like feeling that you don't have enough time or that it's too expensive to take care of yourself, or maybe you just feel guilty about giving yourself some attention. I can't wait for you to feel the results when you're able to shift things just a little bit. Your energy is going to go up. You'll be more positive and passionate. You'll feel healthier and happier. And you're going to have the strength you need to care for all of those you love in the kind and patient way you want. I'm so excited to show you what I've learned and continue to learn about self-care. And I hope that these take care tips will help you too. All right, so you know that I was a family caregiver. I was blessed to be a caregiver for both of my in-laws, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. Sadly, they both died of cancer, and that occurred within about six years of each other. My mother-in-law died uh, very quickly, just six weeks from diagnosis until her funeral, And my father-in-law moved in with us after my mother-in-law died. And he was diagnosed with cancer within about six months of her death. And he lived with us for a little over six years before he died of cancer. And so I got the perspective of caring for someone in a short-term and a longer-term caregiving situation. And in my own life at the time, Uh, We had little babies at home. We had uh, five kids in seven years. And at that point, uh, four of them were here. My daughter was um, just a baby when my mother-in-law was going through her end-of-life journey. And then we had another son, our youngest, uh, when my father-in-law was here and moved in with us. And I also worked outside of the home. I was a newscaster. So a big public job um, and a very big responsibility here at home, caring for healthy and people who were ill. And, you know, looking back on it, I loved I loved every minute of it. I know that may sound strange, but I really felt honored and blessed. And I had energy to care for these people that I love so much. But 
it was deceiving in terms of how much that work and that care was was taking uh, it was taking a toll on my own health i wasn't sleeping as much as i should i definitely wasn't getting restful sleep i wasn't eating consistently healthy meals i really abandoned basically all exercise I, I was tired. I was run down. I didn't want to let that show. I, I had so many responsibilities. I didn't let it show. But yep, looking back, I was not in a good place. And I learned a lot from that. And it really fueled a mission for me to help people to take better care of themselves. And I'm talking about it on this episode because November is National Family Caregiver Month. It's time to appreciate and celebrate the more than 65 million people in America alone who provide crucial care to their parents, children, siblings, and other loved ones on a daily basis. Are you a caregiver? You know, there's a problem with people self-identifying as caregivers. And I found this out over the more than 20 years that I've been helping family caregivers with self-care. You ask them, um, you know, so what do you do? And they say, oh, well, you know, my mom or my dad, they just need a little help around the house. And I get their medicine and I cook for them and I, you know, take care of their yard and I make sure that they have everything that they need. And, and I said, well, you're a family caregiver. And they look shocked. They don't identify as a family caregiver. And that's really rampant. And when people don't identify as a family caregiver, they it's not in their mind to tap into all of the information that's out there and available for them. So think about that in your own life. You know, tens of millions of people are in what is known as the sandwich generation, meaning that they are caring for aging parents, maybe parents who are getting sick or who are sick. And at the same time, they're raising young children and all at the same time, they're holding down a job outside of the home as well. And then there are others who provide ongoing care for loved ones suffering from chronic illness. And so there are a whole bunch of different caregiving situations that people are in, but they all come together to make up that more than 65 million people in the United States alone who are in the role of family caregivers. In fact, research suggests that at some point in our lives, each of us will become a caregiver and each of us will need caregivers. So this is an important topic. Now, most caregivers do not have any formal medical training and yet they find themselves doing things like monitoring health conditions or giving medications, coordinating doctor's care, and more. I, I did all of that, and I had no formal health training. That part alone can add a lot of stress into your life, right? You want to make sure that you're doing a good job, but it's a job that you really haven't been formally trained for. In fact, sometimes we're just kind of thrown into these roles. If there's a scary diagnosis or if there's an accident, kind of out of the blue, we can turn into caregivers and we're not prepared a lot of times. But family caregivers are truly a critical part of America's long-term healthcare system. 
they provide about 375 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars in care each and every year. And they're doing it basically for free. Family caregivers basically work as volunteers. Now, to put that into perspective, that's almost twice as much that's spent on professional home care and home nursing services combined. Also, nearly 66% of family caregivers are women, but more and more men are becoming caregivers, and almost one and a half million children between the ages of eight and 18 are caregivers or parents or grandparents. And I interviewed a lot of those people for books that I've written and talks that I've done. These are kids who are coming home from school to make sure that parents or grandparents have medicine and everything that they need uh, for their care. So these are some scary statistics. And, you know, to add into that, there are financial implications to all of this. A lot of times people have to choose between a job and taking care of a loved one. And even though financial loss is scary, when, you know, back up against a wall, people choose family. And so the statistics show that about half of all family caregivers end up in some kind of financial trouble because they use up all or most of their savings to allow them to spend the time they need caring for their loved one. The stress of caring for a family member with dementia has been shown to have a negative impact on a caregiver's health for up to three years after their caregiving ends. And tragically, because so many caregivers abandon their own care while caring for a loved one, more and more caregivers are just burning out. They're getting sick and actually dying before the people they're taking care of. The physical toll is huge, and so is the mental toll. In fact, 40% to 70% of family caregivers have symptoms in alignment with major depression. I've done my homework on this topic, as you can tell, over the years. This is just a big audience of people who need help. These, these statistics are scary. And despite all of these increased health risks associated with being a caregiver, people keep doing it. They keep jumping into this role out of love, right? Out of compassion for each other and for their family members. So they just keep going. And in the end, they do report a pretty long list of health concerns. Maybe you can identify with any of these. Think about it. Things like lack of quality sleep, poor eating habits, lack of consistent exercise, failure to get your own rest if you're feeling sick, putting off making your own doctor's appointments, things like that. Uh, family caregivers are also at an increased risk for depression and excessive use of alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. You know, they're looking for quick solutions for things. And unfortunately, uh, those kinds of things, although they may seem on the surface to help, um, it, they, they don't. They, they set up a whole other set of really serious negative implications. And so it's like this crazy roller coaster ride sometimes for caregivers, where, you know, on one hand, 
it it demonstrates such love and commitment being a caregiver does and can be very rewarding in terms of personal experience. But then on the other hand, there's this extreme fatigue and worry and fear that comes from continuous care. And the demands really are big and stressful. And so this leads into this idea that caregivers are more likely to have chronic illness, um, things like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and a tendency to be overweight or obese. Now, one of the big statistics that has always uh, really made an impression on me is that uh, a University of California study, and it showed that the extreme level of stress that caregivers deal with can take as much as 10 years off their lives. This issue of stress is just huge in the caregiver world and really, you know, in a lot of our worlds, but for caregivers, it's just amplified. In fact, uh, we know that unmanaged stress in the body is the cause of 60 to 90% of all illness. Yep. All illness, you know, in, in 60 to 90% of those cases, there is a direct link to unmanaged stress in the body. Stress is a good thing in the body uh, in general, right? It, it's, it was something that was given to us to help to keep us safe, actually. If we're feeling stressed, if we get that trigger, we know that something has to change. And in a healthy way, when we're feeling those things, we do something to relieve the stress, right? We take care of it. But in this caregiver cycle where it's a daily situation and it's just kind of, you know, this constant barrage of situations that are causing what may seem like low level stress, it really continues to chip away and take this big toll on us. And so it can be very deceptive where this is what we've talked about before on this podcast, where you might find yourself saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then you take stock and you realize, no, I'm not eating, I'm not sleeping, I'm not getting exercise, I'm not doing the basics here. And that's unmanaged stress in your life. Okay. And again, the cause of 60 to 90% of all illnesses. So in this episode's Take 10 with Jen tip, I've got something that a health psychologist I interviewed for my Take Care Tip book considers the number one way to put on the brakes if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. It's a breathing technique. And I remember when I asked the question of this professional, you know, what would you do if you only had 10 minutes? to really try to alleviate some of this stress that is so heavy and causing so many problems for caregivers and for people in general. And she said, you know, I want to tell you about this breathing technique. And honestly, you know, my brain first went to, okay, like, but I am breathing. <laughs> it turns out that a lot of caregivers, a lot of people who are stressed, we get into this pattern of shallow breathing. And we're not, so it really a basic, basic, basic level. We're not giving ourselves the oxygen that they need to survive and thrive. And so we can get a big health boost just by taking some deep breaths. 
And this is just proven time and time and time that this is a good thing. So I like to call it belly breathing, belly breathing, because when you take a nice, deep, proper breath, you should feel it in your belly area. It's not something that your shoulders, you're huffing and puffing, quick, shallow breaths, and your shoulders are going up and down, right? It's not about that. It's about just calming yourself, slowing yourself down, and taking some nice, deep, proper, slow breaths, and then letting them out. So let me talk you through this. It really does work very, very quick. In lab settings, when they've hooked people up to monitors and they've done this, you know, they've just gotten amazing results with how effective it is. They've compared it even to medications in terms of how quickly it can truly calm the brain down and trigger the relaxation hormones in our bodies. So it's really, you're equipping your body to do what it was you know, created to do, to function in the way that it was made to function, to help to heal you in a natural way. And you, you're helping it to do that with these kinds of tips. So what I want you to do is sit down and um, put your feet flat on the floor. Okay. Sit up straight and put your shoulders down. So a lot of times when we're stressed, you might not realize it, but your shoulders are kind of up at your ears. And if you have a repeated neck pain, shoulder pain, you're probably tensing those muscles in the back of your neck and in your shoulders, maybe without even realizing it. You might even have referred pain, so you're getting some headaches. Some of that can be from dehydration, but a lot of times that's because of this stress that we're carrying in our shoulders, in our backs, in our necks. Um, think about that. It's like we're carrying the weight on our shoulders, literally, and we're feeling it. So it might feel strange, you know, for you to, to think about, yep, I've got to pull my shoulders down from my ears and sit up nice and straight. And you'll feel that if you haven't been in that position in a while. And then what I want you to do is just place your hands gently on your belly because I want you to feel this in your belly. Okay, and then just close your eyes. And I want you to think about what we're doing here. Okay, and I promise once you get the, the hang of this, you won't have to be walking around thinking about breathing all the time. It's just going to come naturally and you'll find that you will want to take the time to focus on getting a few good deep breaths because it will change your body and your brain so quickly. The increased oxygen will give your brain a boost. It will help to relax your muscles and your mind, and you will find a way and a place to do this when you're having one of those days where you're feeling like things are just spinning out of control. You're feeling so overwhelmed. This is going to be your way to put on the brakes and regain some of that control. So we're going to sit quietly, place feet flat on the floor, rest your hands on that belly, just nice and comfortably relax your shoulders, close your eyes. Let's just try to let everything else go and think only about your breathing. And what I want you to do to, is to breathe in slowly and deeply through your nose and count while you do so. Okay, so 
it's not going to be stressed. It's just going to be a nice, easy, deep breath in. And then I want you to just hold that air for a little bit. Not to the point of any stress, but just hold it for a little bit. And then slowly, slowly blow all of that air out through your mouth. So not a big gush of air, just slowly release it. That's the basic. And when you do that again, um, make a mental note of what the count is. How, how many counts are you getting as you're taking that air in? Hold it maybe for the count of three and then slowly let it out. And how long is that taking? And over time, you will increase your lung capacity by doing this because you'll increase the counts that you can get on those inhales and exhales. So taking a few minutes to do even three of those deep breathing exercises like that will help you to relieve stress and help you to re-engage for the rest of your day. I love that tip. I hope that you will bust it out when needed. I hope that it brings you some relief when you're feeling a lot of stress or anxiety in your life. Thanks so much for listening today. Please follow, like, and subscribe to the Take Care Tips podcast. And if you like what you hear, I would be absolutely grateful for your positive review. It helps to expand our reach. More people will hear it and we'll be able to serve more people with this kind of information. So I'd love that. And stay in touch between Take Care Tips podcast episodes. You can join the Take Care Tips community private Facebook group. I host that group and I'll be hosting a seven-day gratitude boost from November 17th through the 23rd right there in that Facebook group. Um, we'll be leading right up to the celebration of Thanksgiving Day here in the U.S. So gratitude is such a powerful self-care tool. So I hope that you can join us for that. Everybody who's there will get a free workbook that you can use to follow along. Again, all completely free. It's just from my heart to yours. I'd love for you to join. You can look for the link for that Facebook group in the description for this episode or just search Take Care Tips Community on Facebook and you can click to come on in. I'd love to have you there. Thanks for listening. If you are a family caregiver, we honor you. God bless. Thank you for all of the good work that you're doing for others. Please, please take the time to care for yourself. Until next time, take care. <laughs>